0: Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to another episode with Don Markland. In the last episode, we discussed four secrets Don learned from his entrepreneurial journey, including prioritizing family, learning from our mistakes, monetizing social platforms, and leveraging reviews. In today's episode, we will discuss Don's book, The Four C's of Accountability Unleash Your Inner Hero, and how we can apply accountability to our own businesses. All right, let's shift. Let's go to your, your book, The Four C's of Accountability. Unleash your inner hero. So uh, let's talk about accountability in business. What, what
1: do you mean when you're talking about accountability in business? So <clears throat> accountability is talked about a lot. Um, it's a buzzword. People, I've never heard anybody say, I don't like accountability. You know, that's a terrible thing. Uh, everybody knows it. The way uh, the way I interpret it, it's actually not my quote. There's a guy named Bob Proctor that uses this quote. He said, accountability is the glue that ties commitment to results. That was his famous saying. And I, I love I, loved that. The way accountability kind of came to me was, and I'd already shared some of this, right? Here I was in my mid twenties, the successful executive running this call center company, but I wasn't happy. I was really kind of struggling with my life, trying to make it all work. And that's when I created my program, The Four Cs of Accountability. And I created it for me. It wasn't for anybody else. It was about how I can be a better version of myself. It's totally selfish. And as I created that program, my life started to get better. I, I was 70 pounds overweight at the time and I lost all this weight and, and I started to see my family more. Things started to do better. My business started to grow. And it was shortly after there, that was when my wife got diagnosed with cancer and we got through that whole thing. And I then I later on joined Bubba's uh, and we built that business. And all these things in my life started to get better and I could attribute it to that four C's of accountability concept. I understood it and I knew the more I lived the four C's and the more I had other people live the four C's, the, ha- the happier my life became. Because without accountability, without understanding and knowing what I, would, I was gonna do, what I was gonna say I was gonna do, um, I couldn't uh, drive consistent results in my life. And as I've done that, as in my last company where we grew up from 35 million up to 90 million, and, and even in my coaching practice now, that's where Forbes was kind enough to publish the four C's and put it on their podcast. And businesses all over the world, after they saw that, have started to reach out and say, Hey, how can you teach me the four C's? And how can you put this in my business? And can you do these things? And that's where my wife said, why don't you write the book? And why don't you uh, start your own business? And, and that's where it's all came about. That's what it is. So will you take us through
0: those four C's? Teach oh, them absolutely. Jeez, and, uh, I'd love to. I'd love any stories or examples you can share
1: as well. Oh, yeah. So the four C's, it starts with two uh, kind of overlaying principles. And then I'll, I'll walk through the four Cs. So the first C, the first rule is accountability always starts with me. It always starts with yourself. I can't walk into a room and blame somebody else, right? I always have to look at myself first, no matter what. Okay, If it's IT's fault, and you and I both know it's always IT's fault, but I, I always have to start with myself. I got to look at and say, well, wait a minute, um, even though maybe IT did screw up, but What did I do to contribute to that, that I not communicate soon enough, right? But for example, if you're married and, you know, if I'm going to come home, if my wife said, you know, pick up some milk on the way home, I don't get to come home and say, hey, I didn't have time. I have to come home and say, hey, I chose not to. Okay. Now you want some real accountability in your marriage, come home and say that, say, hey, I didn't get the milk, not because I didn't have time. I didn't get the milk because I chose not to. Okay. Right. Everything's going to change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're going to have some real good conversation. You're going to, stuff's going to get, stuff's going to change. Okay. Stuff's going to change. Cause guess what? Tomorrow you're going to get the milk, yeah, <laughs> right? right? Or you're going to go out right then and you're going to get the milk. Okay. Accountability starts with you. You don't get to blame time. You get to blame your choice. Right? So there's the first one. That's the first rule. Second rule is there are no egos. In accountability, anybody can hold you accountable, and I teach it in a metaphor. I want yeah. It, there's a you know um, I have a lot of international clients, and so a lot of times I have to say this. I have to say there's this American sport called baseball. Okay, but you know what baseball is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so in baseball, you know I throw I throw a ball and you swing and you miss. That's a strike, and it doesn't matter if the umpire calls it a strike or if the opposing player calls it a strike or if a fan in the stands calls it a strike, it doesn't matter. A strike is a strike and it's always going to be a strike. But so many times we get so butthurt or we get so frustrated when somebody else calls it a strike and we say things like, you know, hey, it's not your job to say where I screwed up. You know, you know, you, you get strikes too or you have this problem too. You're a hypocrite. We go all wonky when people call us out. And we love to throw out their mistakes. And the second rule is there is no ego in accountability. Of course, they're being a hypocrite. Who cares, right? Why, why do you care, right? You still suck. You still messed up, right? did not change the fact you missed. So just tell them thank you. Hey, thanks for having the guts to say I made a mistake. I appreciate it. And I know you suck too. Let's suck together. Let's figure it out. And um, it, it hurts. It's hard to hear. It's hard to hear feedback. I know that. So what? You still swung and you missed. So get over it and regrip and try to swing again. Now, those are the two rules. The four Cs, after you get those first two rules, the four Cs are easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. First C is critique success. There's a guy named Sam Walden. You'll know Sam Walden. You've read about him, okay? The founder of Walmart. And he had a saying, which was, do it better every time. He didn't believe in do it right every time because he knew you couldn't. He knew you'd make mistakes. He always thought, do it better every time. And I love that. I love that concept. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to go to the Disney Institute leadership institute training down in Orlando because I live in Florida, which is God's country. Um, everybody should live in Florida. If you don't believe me, you're wrong. We have Disney World, no one else does. I just won the argument. That's how easy that argument is to win. Like it's just one sentence. Um, And you know what? I agree with you. Of course you do, because it's an easiest argument to win, right? It just takes one sentence. And down at the Disney Leadership Institute, right at the very beginning, they have a little exercise that we do. You put your hands up in the air. And they say, every reach your hands up as high as you can. You stretch, stretch, stretch. And he says, now I want you to just stretch your hand half a centimeter higher. And then you do, you just go a little bit higher. And he said, that's all I expect you to do in this training over the next five days is grow just that little bit more. And he goes, that's what what growth is all it is. It's just a little bit every day that's what what critique, a great analogy this. yeah mm-hmm. and that's what critique success is that's what critique success is all about is when you go do something great like you have a great podcast like monetization nation or you do that home run that question you asked me you'd nail something before you break your wrist pat yourself on the back stop and grow stop and critique it surround yourself with people that are honest and say hang on Nathan before you you know sit there and tell yourself how amazing you are We all know you're amazing, but let's grow just a little bit. What did you do well? What can we duplicate? How can we get better next time? If you hit a 490-foot home run, how can we hit 492 feet next time? What can be a little bit better? Just before you get comfortable, how can we get a little more uncomfortable next time? And that way you never rest on your laurels. You're always just getting a little uncomfortable every time we critique our success. We don't rest on them. That's the first C, okay? And boy, is my Mike wife- Mike Tyson as as had that. done that. I wonder how, much, how long he could have stayed as the heavyweight champion. Boy, the you're talking to my soul now. I mean, I grew up yeah. watching that guy and I still tell my kids, he's the best there ever was at he his is. prime. He was so much better than anybody
0: else. He was just light years above anybody Lethal. else. But, but he just didn't
1: continue to develop. It felt like he just quit. That's right. He didn't critique success. He hit it, and then stopped. Yeah, Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's right. That's a perfect. That's a perfect example of didn't keep critiquing success. Just hit it and was good enough. Right. Okay. Next one is correct failure, and I talked about this on my nine hundred thousand dollar mistake. Right. When you make mistakes, don't be afraid to make mistakes. We don't punish mistakes. We correct them. You're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. When you make mistakes, we correct them. We find the logic. We find the assumptions we made. We pinpoint them and we correct them. We don't beat ourselves up and, you know, you're an idiot. You're stupid. No, 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 no. We correct the mistake and we move on. Okay. Because mistakes occur. They're always going to occur. We're humans, but we correct them and we roll. That's important. Okay. Okay everybody's going to you have to create an environment that encourages effort encourages failure but encourages correction from those failure that's the key too many environments punish failure so people stop trying and they just try to be just you know little soldiers and want to just do this one thing No, i want i want lots of effort lots of trying lots of mistakes but i want correction every time yeah that's the difference i love that that's so true The third C is celebrate growth, okay? So now we're going to have some fun. The hardest thing in this life to do is grow. Uh, If you've been to the gym, and I've been to the gym, I think once, uh, but when I've been to the gym, right, the hardest thing to do is put extra weight on the bar. Or if you're going to go do reps, like I'm going to do 12 reps of something, bench press, hardest one is the last rep. Right. That's the hardest one. That's where the muscles rip and the lactic acid goes in and makes my muscles strong. That's the one that took the choice. And that's what we celebrate, not the 11 reps before it. We celebrate that hard thing, the growth thing, the uncomfortable thing, the things that were really difficult. Now, sometimes that's success. And I get that it's blurry. And people ask me all the time, Don, why do you celebrate growth and not celebrate success? Because I believe every one of us were sent on this earth to be successful in whatever sphere of uh, influence we were supposed to be in, okay? Whatever we were, we were sent here to be successful. Growth, though, is a choice. I don't celebrate meeting expectations. That breeds entitlement. So if you're expected to be successful, great job. But when you grow, you've chosen that. You choose that consistently. And I say celebrate that like crazy. Get on tables, go out to eat, have fun. When you do things that were hard for you, that were difficult or uncomfortable, go bananas. I have really a great have it. for you. Please this. do it. I that love this. In the last few weeks. So um, I am a
0: huge Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, since Charles, the era of Charles Barkley, I... Oh. He- he converted me and I've been a Suns fan ever since. And it has been a very lean. It's a last good ride. 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. The last 11 years have been horrible, but I've stayed true and, and, good. and been a loyal fan. And uh, this playoff series was interesting because they've, they've done very well. Finally, after 28 years, we're finally in the finals again. And you're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope they're going to win. I think we've got a good chance of winning. But, but what really stood out to me, our, our coach, when, when we won the first series in the playoffs, he didn't say, okay, we're, we're immediately tonight going to look at tape for our next opponent and, and we're starting tonight. Like you hear that all the time from coaches. Yeah. He's had something very different. He said, tonight and tomorrow we're going to just enjoy this and we're going to celebrate this. And, and I'm just encouraging our team to celebrate it. And you celebrate the growth of, they hadn't got through a playoff series in more than a decade that they've never played a playoff series. That was a, a really big deal. And instead of always being focused on the next series, right. To
1: stop and take a moment to celebrate. That's right. It matters. The break matters. The rest matters right people forget that you know they all know about roger banister the guy that set the mile record back in the 1940s okay but they don't realize that two weeks before he set the world record he took a two-week break okay people don't realize they think he trained all the way up he took a two-week rest to get his body ready because he knew breaks matter rest matters okay they, they always talk about his training routine and all this kind of stuff, but it's very well-documented. He went, okay, now I got to rest. <laughs> okay, I have to be ready for this. And that's a perfect example. And by the way, your coach got robbed of coach of the year. Now I'm a jazz fan. I'm a big Utah I jazz agree. fan, Okay, but your coach got robbed up. coach of the year for the Knicks. Give me a break. Okay, yeah. that, that, was, that was a pop-tart they gave that guy. And I I was pretty upset about that. So you're going to win. Um, you guys are going to win. Don't even get me started on the injuries though that you've been luckily dealt, but uh, that's a different conversation, different different podcast this year. But if I went back to our previous years, like with
0: Steve Nash in the Western conference finals and his things like injuries
1: always happen and they've, They've rolled against us some years and this year they're definitely rolling in our favor. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll say this last couple. See, my wife's a big Phoenix Suns fan. So we've been a divided home. I'm a Utah jazz fan. She's a Phoenix Suns fan. Your wife sounds very smart. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a uh, long time ago, you'll remember this. It was the Spurs, um, Spurs, Phoenix Suns and Robert Ori. Body check Steve Nash. I
0: remember that and being so frustrated. And they didn't even call a foul on it. Yeah. If I yeah. remember and,
1: right. Yeah. And so she, she to this day um, brings up this story uh, as a, and she was heated. She, I mean, she stood up, yelled at the TV, you can't bring up Robert Ori in this house without her saying, I, she's like, because she, because Stoddemeyer got same ejected. Way. I'm right yeah, he, there with her. Yeah. Because he got ejected and he got suspended the next game because he oh, stepped into the okay. court. Yeah, Stoudemire got ejected and suspended the next game because he stepped onto the court, and that cost him the series. And so, and That's cost right. him now. I remember. Yeah, ultimately, cost him the finals, right? And so, she she can't even bring up Robert Ory. She still gets mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Stoudemire should have stayed on the bench, right? That was something going back to your first C. That was within yeah. his control. That's he right. he had that. He he should have focused on himself, but Yeah, it, so. You can't, it's hard to blame the guy. Yeah,
1: exactly. So anyway, um, not to digress, but boy, I'll, we're right, back to our fans. four C's. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. celebrate growth. And then the last C's, my favorite is crush mediocrity, right? Um, here in Florida, we've got, uh, we have really big bugs, really, really big bugs. And I don't care how clean your house is, you're going to have big bugs. And um, when we see these bugs, we've got what's called this lonely flip-flop I don't know, got left out somewhere. And so it just hangs out. And when I see one of these bugs, I take the lonely flip-flop and I have to just, I just crush this bug with everything that I've got. Because if you don't crush the bug with every ounce of strength you have, it survives. And I have a feeling this bug runs off and tells all of his buggy friends, hey, Don's a wimp, come hang out, right? We got a place to stay. And the problem with that is that's how mediocrity is in our life. If you see mediocrity, I mean, and we're all infected with different types of mediocrity, whether it's our vices, whether it's shirking on certain behaviors, whether it's how we treat our spouse, I don't know, whatever it is. But whatever it is, we have it. And when we see it, if we don't crush it with everything we have, real passion, it comes back in droves. It comes back with all of his buggy friends and just hangs out. So you have to crush it like crazy. And a real, this is a real true story of this. I had a client that I just talked this through this whole four C's thing. He and his wife were in real estate um, development. They were buying um, uh, Airbnbs all over the country. And he was the business development guy. He was calling properties and and his job was business development. He was making a lot of calls and trying to buy properties. And his wife was the uh, property manager. And he didn't like making calls. I mean, no surprise. Nobody likes making calls. And he was shirking on his responsibilities one day. And one night, at the end of the night, he always had to write down all of his calls. And he had to text me at night how many calls he made. Because look, it's a, the business is called accountability now for a reason. We get stuff done, okay? And he was sitting in bed with his wife about to text me because he hadn't made any calls that day. And he realized that. And so he slapped his leg. He's like, ah! He was mad because he'd shirked all day. And his wife goes, what's wrong with you? Why are you smacking yourself? And he goes, I'm sorry, babe. I'm just, I'm crushing mediocrity. And so then his (laughs) wife grabbed his phone and she texted me from his phone. She goes, I just want you to know, Don, you're ruining my husband and my bed life because he's crushing mediocrity right now. (laughs) So it's a true story. Um, That's what crush mediocrity is about. Can you tell me how you have personally applied these four C's of accountability into a business that you've grown. I've put the four C's of accountability in every business since I started it at Focus, but where it really took off was when I first joined money solver, look, we were private equity held. We were about 36 million in size and I was chief revenue officer and an owner. And we had a target from the private equity group that we had to get to 50 million in three years. We knew that. Um, and if you've ever worked for private equity, you know, they they don't mess around. Like you got to get to 50 million in three years. But day one, I put the four C's of accountability on the wall. I wasn't messing around with that. Everybody was going to learn this. Everybody in sales, everybody in IT, everybody, we were going to know what it was. We were going to train on this and we were going to live these principles. And I mean, this wasn't the only thing we did. I mean, we had sales strategies, marketing strategies, and a lot of things, but we knew the four C's. And we grew to 90 million in three and a half years. We blew out that 50 million target, and it was awesome. And it was because of that, is why Forbes picked me up. And that's why they put it on their podcast and they did all those things, which I ultimately built the foundation of my coaching business because of that ride. And so, and now it's been a part of um, since my coaching business started, the four C's has been in over 35 businesses in the last two and a half years as something that they implement and they practice and then in some of their SOPs as things that they write and that they do.
0: Thank you so much Don for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number 1, accountability ties commitment to results. Number 2, accountability starts with us. Number 3, we can't let our ego get in the way of our accountability. And number four, the four C's of accountability are critique success, correct failure, celebrate growth, and crush mediocrity. You can learn more about or connect with Don on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. You can also check out his podcast or his book, and you can find links to each of these sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free copy of my ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success as you strive to use accountability to grow your business. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.